love, we need to talk. Oh no, this can't be good. Now listen, there's been something that's been on my mind for a while. I'm just not sure about it. What is it? I want to start my own podcast. It's a great idea. Really? Yeah, what are you waiting for? I thought maybe someday with the right guest, I'll start. Yeah, right guest is right here in front of you. Today. Let's go for it. This is happening. I'm excited. Here we are. All right. So my very first podcast and I'm excited that you're my very first guest. Now I have to come up with the very first question. Go for it. Hit me with it. I will. How about, how about something that I get asked all the time? How we met. Yeah. Do you yeah, get asked that question as well? Not as much. But uh, that thing, that's a good place to start, yeah. Okay, so how we met is, uh, it's my favorite story to tell, uh, really, because I think it was obviously like a brand new chapter in my life, uh, new things ahead. When I decided to start dating or start going out to see people, you were the first person that I actually met. And it was our friends, common friends who set us up. Yep. And uh, I remember when my friend called and she asked, uh, you know, would you be willing to meet, you know, so-and-so person? He's a friend of a friend and, you know, very good guy. We're vouching for him. Would you like to meet him? And I was like, sure, I think I will meet him. But at 11 in the morning on a Saturday when my kids are like at home and someone's watching them and I'm not missing an evening with them. So Saturday is okay because I anyway go out to do errands. So I'm just going to slip out and do this date and come back. And uh, so, so you were an errand. See, for me, the concept of weekend does not exist. So that it was a Saturday, I didn't realize. But okay, daytime is not an issue. I turned up there and that's when I had a you know, kind of a shock. Because I was sitting outside Bikanerwala, it was shut. So I was like, okay, how are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just for a little background now, uh, Chandran's a pilot, which is why he has no concept of weekends and weekdays. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit um, but the other thing, which is that where we met was supposed to be Bikanerwala at the point, which was also something that I had uh, suggested that we do because... My first time to the point, by the way. Never really? been there before, no? No. Yeah. But did you enjoy being there? Yes, absolutely. Changed your life? Changed, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we went there and I also didn't realize that this Bikanerwala doesn't do breakfast, right? So... We then decided to head off to a coffee shop. Starbucks, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's sad now that all of the point is going to shut down soon. Yeah, we must go there again. We should, we should. But um, if we have to like walk back down that road today here, what from that date do you still remember? I remember that I was wearing my best shirt, you know, because I came for a date and you came in a sweatshirt. You're so, that, <laughs> that's, that's what, what you're going to say. Yes, <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> It wasn't a sweatshirt. It was a really nice uh, sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was something pretty. I thought white and gold, very me. Now I know. Yeah, now you know. But uh, that day you thought I was not interested. Yeah, not. I thought like, acha okay, she's not really serious. Serious, yeah. Time pass. <laughs> it's the last thing uh, about me, though. And now, what's your opinion? Yeah, definitely. Not time pass. <laughs> Not time pass at all. Because I I think for me, I'm the kind of person that I knew if I just wanted to go out there, meet the right person and settle down with them. And I met and I settled. <laughs> True. 
<laughs> so what were you looking for yeah i was also serious hmm. but i just had an open mind i thought okay let's go meet you and that's it cuz uh, i didn't know anything about you i hadn't heard of you i hadn't heard the radio or your voice or any of that and you had a policy also which was uh, no you know situation where you're going to be with a single mom something like that yeah i mean i did meet a single mom very early when i was dating and i just thought like i didn't have it in me to sort of play that role with a child that's it so so i thought okay no you know just not meet single moms yeah and so what changed here so when i saw that video i just felt something that uh, made me want to meet you get to know you more and that was it i thought i'll take it from there we'll see okay all right so we met and then we had a few more dates after that and uh, i remember we went out on the 2nd of december cuz i wanted to watch the fireworks we just keeping one important bit which is you were my first second date oh yeah <laughs> that actually that's you know what let's yeah you're right let's rewind and go back into your dating days a bit you had a few dating apps and yeah, uh, i was on a few yeah yeah so tell us uh, some of your interesting experiences i know of these so i can <laughs> confidently ask you to share now i mean you meet all kinds of people online so yeah some interesting ones the dating world has changed since when i was you know in my 20s to now so i didn't know what to expect when i was going in but yeah it's weird i mean some i think some of the funny things i've seen is like it it was just like a dinner you know we met we had dinner we had whatever we did packed up parcel for the next day and never seen each other again so what your date took the food home yeah exactly half like <laughs> exactly half yet and the rest was decided it was for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> and i remember you telling me the story about someone who said that your dating profile this is how they knew that it was a real profile and not a fake account yes how Very so simple. tell us my name when they saw my name as chandran they were like ha huh, okay, this guy is definitely original profile because no one's going to come up with a fake name called chandran <laughs> <laughs> wow you know i remember once uh, someone reached out to me to say that uh, they had been talking to you up until this date you know on a dating app and then the next thing suddenly they found out that you and i were engaged and they were like you know just watch out is this guy like you know maybe something's up with him and and i know this person was only watching out for me i think i was also really watching out for me the whole time since uh 2017 you know like that's all you do really when you're by yourself in life is you definitely don't want to end up in a situation where uh you're feeling foolish or silly or any of those things you know but but sometimes relationships can let you down um so i know that i was being very cautious even when i met you i remember we sat down and i think for one hour we talked about kids yeah that's all yes. we did we just talked about kids and a little bit about life in dubai and and i was like you know yeah nice guy it's nice to have met a nice guy uh again like you i also have not dated you know i was married for so many years so i also didn't know what to expect out there uh but you were a great first date for me so i can't imagine how you didn't have a second date sooner 
but uh, I was only happy to meet you again. And I remember on our second date as well, uh, the first thing that happened was the kid's school bus met with an accident and I got a call. Yeah, we were on the beach, yeah. Yeah, we were on the beach and then you immediately turned to me and said, let's go pick up the kids. And I was like, whoa, wait, hold on, hold on. The kids don't know anything about you, you know, let's figure out another solution. But that stuck um, with me. It stayed with me, you know, you're... I can just be a driver. Ah, you... No, but you're obviously more than that. I didn't want you to have that introduction with the kids, na? Yeah. Um, now, we've been together for uh, almost two years, right? You know, since we've met first. Yeah. And uh, we've been married for, you know, a little over a year now. There's a lot that you and I, I think, have... A lot of our lives has been without... Like Chandran without Karishma and Karishma without Chandran, right? We're doing this now. I want to know... What of your life has changed or or you're discovering differently now that we're married? Sound. Like, I, I stay home and I hear sounds. Did Normally. You give me your hand. <laughs> I just twist your fingers a bit. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've not had silence in the house for, you know, a long time now. Which is a good thing, you know. I'm not saying it as a bad thing, you know. I, it's just something that I needed to get used to. That, okay, I, I'm going to have to focus even with sounds around me. That's it. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say noise. Yeah, We're still at sound. sound is sound. fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because for me as well, the silence that you lived with was deafening for me because I was like, oh my God, let's play some music. Like, let's let's liven this place up a bit. Yeah, but see, that that's what I mean. I also like music yeah. so i play music yeah, i but play your a bit of music jazz music is yeah your you know, music is also very minus tunak tunak tun da 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 yeah exactly <laughs> i i needed to get used to that yeah. level of sound yeah yeah that uh, and of course the fact that you had obi i've never had a dog in my life i know the kids have wanted a dog you know so for us for me to first time you know experience what it is to you have a dog in your family. Uh, mm. It's it's only been through you. So that's been yeah, nice. Yeah, he's been with me for 15 years now. Yeah, my longest standing companion. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I wanted to ask you this. I've been actually meaning to ask you this for a while. Um, what was it that made you want to say yes to a relationship with me? Don't say that it was uh, the only second date you ever had. <laughs> I'm not buying that because I'm constantly asking Chandran, why? Why did you fall in love with me? Or come on, there has to be something there. And you're never answering that question. So on yeah, the because spot. It's not a straight answer. It's like there's no way to put those feelings in words, you know. But I know that, you know, I felt loved. And that was a very significant part. I think that's, you know, when I say, you know, I felt something inside of me. And that's what made me, you know want to go ahead with this it's that it's that feeling of being loved which was amazing yeah. so i i wonder if anyone watching this you know has that backstory if not i think i'm just going to share it a little bit right now um so chandran of course is a pilot who's been working in dubai for what 11 years 11 now years, yeah. and um, so he's been here for a while and then um i've come from bombay to dubai it's been 15 years for me I spent, um, you know, 10 of those years married to my husband who passed away six years ago. Since 2017, uh, you know, it's been quite a challenging journey post that. I've been uh, 
mom of two pregnant with the third baby and then of course the third baby came along so a single mom of three kids and uh, pretty just let's just say my hands have been full you know and then i know that my support group my 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 friends really they were my you know lifeline and all of them have been waiting to see me get married or settle down you know they've just wanted that for me because they know that that's something that i would also want for myself not something that i ever acknowledged though because i really was like you know i had a great marriage to a wonderful man and if it's just going to be that one relationship for ever then that's enough for me but there was loneliness you know i'll be honest there's a huge uh, hole you know and uh, there was a need for love that i felt inside myself because i feel like i thrive when i'm being loved and when i'm able to love someone and get love in return so when you're in a situation like that where you lose your spouse um and and you real overnight your marriage has ended you know but you're still married in your heart and you're you know you're still going about your life exactly as you would when you were still married you know so there's a lot of your psyche that doesn't match that of a single person's and so you're not living the life of a single person so the chances that you're going to meet someone are very very small um yeah. right and i know a lot of my friends who are single moms were also in similar situations like that uh finally 5 years later when i was in that mental space where i decided to meet someone i know that you know even my best friends even the closest ones somewhere you know wondered if i would actually truly find love again perhaps they were coming from a good place but the kind of advice i often got was you know be ready to settle be ready to compromise you are a mom of 3 you know and and that's not great in the second marriage market to hear these things it can be really um you know it can do something to you and i i remember just thinking you know what i wasn't looking for love when i met my first husband and i found the most amazing kind of love so now when i am looking for love how much more is god going to be invested in making sure i find it you know and it's not going to be a compromise i don't want that um and uh, and then since we've met and gotten married i've had many people tell me that you know chandran such a wonderful person and you are you know i'll never take that away from you you are a wonderful person but i also get the sense of um that chandran's done this noble thing by marrying a mom of 3 um which again i can't help but feel like it's a continuation of the earlier thought where you know i should be ready for a sac- for a compromise and sacrificing my happiness etc i should not expect 100% joy love and if i get it then it'll be some saintly man who's you know ready for it i honestly don't think though that relationships should just be that or should only be looked as that yeah and that's not i mean people may think that but you know i didn't do this as a noble gesture it was love you know and what i was missing in my life was love and the love of family and uh, so i met you and i fell in love with you and it's much like uh, you know when i fly an airplane uh, i'm not thinking about the 400 people behind me all the time you know i'm just focusing on flying the plane sometimes you know and everything else takes care of itself so same way you know i mean yes uh, the children are here but you know my my main focus was us and and us coming together and everything else would fall in place and i was missing my son you know i i woke up every morning thinking that i wish i had my family with me and i could be a dad 
like I used to because I really enjoyed that. And so so this is a blessing. I've got a family to cherish. So that's great. And uh, I think for me and the kids as well, it does us well to know that that we're also in equal measure a blessing to you as much as you are a blessing to us. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for anyone out there that's in a similar situation, just that feeling of knowing that, you know, you're not only receiving, but you're also giving joy. You're also a source of joy to the other person, to the partner, you know. I think it uh, is very important. It is uplifting. And uh, I like to think that we're in a relationship of equals, you know. Yeah. In, in fact, when I speak, speak to my friends my colleagues for example i i say that i have been adopted by a family <laughs> that's how i look at it so there's you know definitely this i think the feeling is mutual ah my heart is a bit heavy are you okay yeah you may keep going yeah, yeah. okay all right i think uh, oh you know you're the only pilot that i've ever actually known one on one personally you're the only okay rj i was going to say you're the only rj but <laughs> No. <laughs> no, he actually had a date with uh, another radio presenter and a very dear friend of mine, actually, just before he met me. So, all right, so we'll go back to the only pilot story. Yeah, he's the only pilot that I actually know personally. Um, but I'm the only radio presenter you got married to. This is true. Huh? Yes, first and last. <laughs> so, tell me what's something that you uh, learned about or figured only after marrying me about radio? Yeah, that. that you have to be upbeat and switched on all the time like like you literally have a switch which you can turn on and off when the mic comes on which is amazing i could never do that do you think that there's anything from radio that a misconception for you up until the point where you met me i don't know about misconception but i know i always thought like are why are they talking so much yaar mujhe music sunna hai And now I am waiting for you to start talking. Yeah, I remember. So right, so the day after we met each other, I had this segment on air called "Ek Chodi Si Kahani" with yes. Karishma, yeah. and that played. And promptly after that, I got a message from you saying, uh, "Oh, that was a lovely uh, story. For the first time ever, I felt like uh, there should be more talk on radio." Yeah, this is true. Absolutely true. Yeah, you weren't just trying to. No, hmm. no? my sentiments even today. Hmm. Yes. Thank you. Keep talking. Ah, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, I did not know so many things about the world that you belong to, flying. Like I have only learned and learned and learned that this is a world that is unknown to people on the outside. You know, for instance, I did not know, and I found out the hard way that uh, that you guys have a monthly roster, so you only know. what you're doing one month in advance that's it you can't plan 6 months in advance you can't even plan a holiday you cannot plan for birthdays or anything really at any point randomly in the year you have to wait till you get one month before then yeah and that's because i'm in a great company i've had previous jobs where we had daily rosters weekly rosters i mean you'd just be penciled in on the whiteboard that okay you're flying this flight today that's it So you couldn't plan anything. So this is a luxury monthly roster. Wow, fantastic! Wow, I know that a lot of your friends, you know, and their wives—they're quite, uh, you know—they've been doing this for a number of years now, right? Is that a crash course for someone like me? I've come into this really late. <laughs> no, there is unfortunately no course that's going to prepare you for this. <laughs> yeah, this is—it's uh, going to be baptism by fire. 
you know, you're the first person ever to have put me on standby. It's normal. We do that all the time. Not in my world. Like standby we're, one. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of some kind of like WhatsApp communication and having kind of important relationshipy stuff we're talking about. And he sends me STBY. And I'm like, excuse me, kind sir, who do you think you are? But I, I understand, I understand because I'm also live on radio and when the mic comes on, everything else is on standby. But you literally said STBY to me. Who does that, baby? It's normal, you know, pilot lingo. Yeah, this yeah. is, I, I know, yeah. What standby is this? and check is like normal. Another thing, uh, another thing that I learned only from being with you is uh, this communication blackout business. Like, you put me on communication blackout and it wasn't even like we were not angry and fighting, but there was no communication between us. And now I've learned it's a regular thing. But the first time it happened, I was in a state of shock for eight hours or something. There was absolutely no communication between us. This is also standard operating procedure. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard on the airplane, please turn off your cell phones. That's it. That's standard. You turn off your phone, you can't speak to anyone. Yeah, but you know, we never realize that while as passengers, we fly, you know, now and then and we switch off our phones. Pilots are flying all the time, <laughs> constantly switching off their phones. So their families are pretty much on their own at that point all the time. This is true. You have to kind of be self-sufficient. And while the other stuff, you know, is, chalo, I'll deal with it. I can handle it. I'll cope with it. There's something about, I don't know about all pilots, but about you. I find it very hard okay, to understand is that you're a very technical person, which is great for you as a captain. But uh, when I talk to you, like on the basis of my heart, which is full of emotions, you come back to me with very technical responses and then I have to break it down to you and say, hey, that was an emotional thing. Can you give me an emotional response? What is this? That's just how we are wired. I mean, if you're going to ask me a technical question, the answer is going to be technical. It's simple as that. So then by that logic, when I ask you an emotional question, <laughs> the answer should be emotional, right? Except that you're asking a technical question and you're expecting an emotional answer. No, babe. I think I'm asking emotional only, but it's all going in to a technical person. That's it. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Guilty. For example, okay, when Chandran's away on a flight, you know, I'll say to him, you know, I, uh, I wish you were there. This happened, that happened. You know, it would have been so nice for you to have been there. And your response to me will be like, uh, yeah, but you know, I was flying. But that's not what I'm, of course, I know you're flying. I think what I'm trying to say is that I missed you and, you know, it would have been nice for us to do together. It's not a technical question. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come up with a better example, sorry. This is a question that uh, our producer has decided to throw in on into the podcast. So we're going with it, all right? Are you ready? When did you know that you were going to be happy married to me? Very early. I can tell you that after the first time I met you, that day, Bikanirwara slash Starbucks, I went home and I deleted all the apps. That, that was the beginning of it. That is so sweet. And we didn't even have a second date planned at that point. No, I, I just realized at that point that, you know what, actually I don't need to do any of this stuff. I have met the kind of person I'd like to be with. I don't need apps. So had I never you know, seen you after that. Have we not met again after that? Then what? I would have waited. And, you know, if our paths crossed again, definitely, you know, we would have hit it off. I knew it. Oh, baby, you're so sweet. You never told me this. 
Okay, I'm going to tell you when I knew exactly that uh, I wanted to be with you. And actually, it was also the first time we met. You know, I was, like I said, not sure of what was out there. Uh, but when our conversation, that one hour of 20 minutes, you know, that just went by like that, um, made me realize that if there was anyone in the world that I could trust with myself and, you know, the kids, it would have to be this kind of a person, this exact kind of a person is the person that I would completely eyes closed, you know, fall back on. I remember telling my friend right after when she asked me, how did it go? What was he like? And I was like, you know, he's great, fantastic. I'd, uh, I'd like to marry someone exactly like him. And she was like, well, why not him? You know, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I was a bit, uh, it's all a bit new to me. Even, even at that point when you asked for my number, it was all a bit new to me. I didn't know... Yeah, so that's a good question. So, what made you give your number to me? You know. The nation wants to know. <laughs> okay, this is not a very nice thing though. <laughs> um, I I didn't know or I didn't expect the number was going to be asked for. So, when you asked, I was a bit surprised. But I had to come up with uh, either a good enough reason to say no or a good enough reason to convince myself and give it to you. And I was like... You know, I mean, you seemed like a nice guy and there were all these random real estate agents who have my number and call me at any time of day. I was like, unke mukable to, chalo, give him my number. Oh, so Very nice. So <laughs> nice. I'm so touched. I said it wasn't very nice. But hey, as long as it's all gone this way, right? No complaints. Come on. Absolutely. You know, I've had dates where at the end of the date, I've dropped the person off at home and... They have refused to give me their number. That's why, before you left, I needed to get your number. Just to know, like, okay, where am I? <laughs> oh, so this is like a dipping stick for you? This was a little bit of a dipping stick, yes. Wow. What else have you learned from your days of dating? No, very little. But this is this is one of those things that, okay, I need to get some feedback before I say bye-bye. We're a couple and we're obviously in love with each other. And this is pretty much the beginning of our relationship together. At the same time, we're also parents and we're parents to like 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds and 10 and 5-year-old kids. So there's two parallel tracks in our lives uh, that are moving at the same time and at great speed. And I think any couple that gets married the second time around, you know, in, in a second marriage, basically, you realize that it's so different compared to the first time around when it's just the two of you and you can take your time figuring things out, holidays, you know, plan your child, etc., etc. With us, it's been uh, pretty much a fast moving train and uh, we've had to parent uh, all along the way, you know, without stopping at all. And uh, I think your parenting, my parenting, I think it's, it's like we... You know, it crosses paths. We have different ideas. We do come together at some points. I know for me personally, I'm, I have a very strong belief in two is better than one. So anything that you suggest or, or say to the kids, I want to be 100% behind you in that. Because kids are very smart. And once they see that the parents are taking two opposite routes, then... Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that a lot. It's just my style is very different. Very. Like, as you know, like we are kind of molded by our parents and my dad was very strict and that's the only way I know to do it so yeah strict is the only way to go and lectures yeah you know it's not it's only lectures because people don't listen <laughs> they don't listen to what you have to say in the first five minutes hmm. and you have to persevere for another 
59 minutes gosh i have witnessed so many of these lectures especially in car drives i mean what is it with drives and these lectures they just seem to go on and on and on and i'm just like okay can we change the topic already but you know i keep it in and i i i'm fully supportive of everything that you have to say because it is important and i think i know the kind of parent i am i go soft very easy i'm very strict also but i also say okay chalo never mind do what you want to do eventually but you know that's also required to kind of mellow things down make it you know acceptable so so it's you know i think we found our balance you know with time finished end of story baby <laughs> Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, but wait! How could I forget? Yeah, we do get lectures from you in the car, but we also get lectured right here at our dining table every single meal time. There'll be one child who'll be fussing about the food, and there are three children. You know, I mean, it's Sunday one child, Monday another child, and Chandran has. Every he's a guest this lecturer is, in this house. <laughs> yeah, guest speaker. This is starting to look really bad, you know. But the reality is, you know, some things you just cannot compromise. And each kid has a different, you know, tantrum to throw. One is finding it too spicy. One it's you know too much food, too little food, all kinds of stuff. So it's yeah, it's it's obvious. I think it happens in every household that dining table. definitely some lectures happening <laughs> see my approach to to these situations is normally to to tell them you know what this is what i'm expecting from you and whatever it is that you want done differently we can talk about it but this is the expectation you know so for me it's more of a conversation and we figure out by the end of the conversation that these are the logical reasons or these are the health reasons and this is why you're eating what you're eating yeah that's just a very time consuming sort of uh, approach if you're just regimented you know this is lunch time you know my grandfather when we sat down for lunch and we used to eat on the floor you know he had start time end time at the end of time the plate was removed from under your hands that's it so he was very regimented i mean we are not being as strict as that but it definitely taught me the lesson that i must eat and i must eat fast <laughs> that explains a lot love <laughs> um you know i want to say thank you to you number 1 for you're welcome yeah well okay <laughs> all right finish end of story <laughs> now i want to say thank you to you for a completely 100% standing by me and uh, you know putting yourself behind my ideas so when i told you that i went wanting to do a podcast you know i think uh, the fact that you jump right behind me to say let's go do it it uh, is exactly the kind of support you know that any idea needs um and i've i've done plenty without support you know within work outside work it happens everywhere wherein you're the only one that has a thought or an idea and no one else really believes in it so you try and you may fail it might work uh, but to do it with support means the world so yeah absolutely it's my pleasure i mean i i am fully you know able to see the vision that you have so yeah i'm 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 behind you 100% and it gives me pleasure this is fun i like it yeah my vision basically is that we have wads of money stacked all the way to the ceiling so he completely believes in it 
Well, I think I hear the dogs barking. So in addition to, of course, being parents to our kids, we're also parents to Lucky and Obi. My contribution. <laughs> yes. What a beautiful addition to the family. And uh, so I think, yeah, that's it, babe. This is it. Podcast uh, episode one done. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I love you. Love you too. I didn't enjoy that high five. Let's do a better <laughs> one. All right. Well, that's it on this very first episode of Hey Karish. I'm so glad that you've joined us. I'm so glad you watched this episode all the way to the end of it. We'll be back with another guest, another episode. So keep watching and of course, keep smiling because the idea here pretty much is to bring incredible stories out to you and hopefully give you hope for the day. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and smash that like button. <laughs>